grabbed a bulletin with a fill in before, but I must have put it down. But anyway, we'll go right ahead here and uh, <coughs> what we have for tonight, how to be skilled in this by the Spirit, is not in the outline. It was a few weeks ago. I think that one was in there. And so... <coughs> Pray that we, as we look at this, we might be encouraged, hopefully be able to give a bit of input yourselves tonight. Let's just read that verse, submitting, verse 21, submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord, for the wonderful truth of your word, truths of your word. We, um, they are many, and Lord, our, our little mind can't contain them all. And hold them, but Lord, those that we need, we pray that you would draw to our attention and that your spirit might uh, fill us and use us and minister through us for the glory of the Father. We ask and pray your blessing upon those that hear, those that couldn't be here with sicknesses, Lord, we pray for them and uh, meet their needs this evening too. And for those that are listening in, may a blessing be theirs as they fellowship with us tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. <clears throat> so we've seen how to be filled by the Spirit. And we don't pray for that. I just did, I think. <laughs> but it's in obedience. As we obey the word that we know, we are filled with the Spirit. I'll just read in the article by our brother Ecob there on the, the tongues. He's got one on tongues there. And, and that... Um, <clears throat> They, they who are in that movement, the charismatic movement, really strive to be filled with the Spirit. But they try to pray and get all wound up about it and just obey the Word. That fills you with the Spirit. The indwelling happens when you get saved, and that's permanent. That's, that's, that's eternal security, isn't it? So how to be filled with the Spirit, how to be thrilled in the Spirit, and we've looked at that for good time. How to be skilled in the Spirit, and we'll do this one tonight. And verse 21 introduces us to the next section, actually. The next section. Who knows what the next section is? <laughs> Husbands and wives. <laughs> and uh, then after that, any little young ones here tonight? What does it talk about? Chapter 6, children and parents. About uh, verse 8 somewhere, it talks about dads now and mums sometimes. Talks about workplace relationships, bosses and workers. And so all these follow on from submit to the Lord. Submission. This is introducing it. And that submission comes about by not by in our own strength. That comes about by God's strength, power to submit when we don't feel like it, when we should <laughs> submit. And uh, it goes right through the family, through children, parents, and the, and the workplace, and all of society. So that's what we'll be looking at here tonight. The, each relationship that follows from here, and each relationship in life, <clears throat> has to do and is keyed by submission. As Christ was submissive to the Father. And that, this is contrary to human nature. We don't want to submit. Do the children want to submit? No, most of them don't. Most of them take more than a word from mum and dad to submit. There's a, uh, um, extra force has to be applied. Not all the time. Some take more, some take less. 
And the Holy Spirit will drill us in submission through human relationships that we have in the family, in society, uh, in the church, wherever it is. He'll, he'll keep drilling us with this. He'll keep giving us experience so we learn to submit. And like in an army, how long do they drill the men in the army for? How long do they drill them for? So that, yeah, and there was something else till they did six weeks. Okay, well, and if and if they don't get it, what happens to them? Yeah, right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> they keep doing it until you get it. That's what God does with us. He keeps drilling us. <laughs> He keeps skilling us, if you could say. And sometimes it feels like it's killing us <laughs> until we learn. <laughs> and so, you know, if, if you're going round the cycle, if a little child is going round <laughs> with mum and dad and getting into trouble all the time over the same issue, he's not dealt with the issue. And where are his little children that are going around being drilled <laughs> or skilled <laughs> by the Spirit of God? And, he, and God uses human relationships to help us grow in this. Uh, <clears throat> looking back over the section of the epistle that concludes with Ephesians 5.21, this is where we are tonight, we see that yielding ourselves to the Holy Spirit is the key to all our moral relationships. He is the key to our moral relationships. Looking ahead to the next section following in Ephesians 5.22 and following there, we see that yielding ourselves to the Holy Spirit is also the key to all our marital relationships and to our material relationships as well in this world. Submission has not so much to do with the order of authority, but rather governs the operation of the authority, the literal outworking of it, how it is given and how it is received. That submission, submitting in those areas. Often Jesus tried to teach the disciples to stop throwing their weight around amongst the twelve. And they, they were doing it. If you just read the Gospels, they were doing that. We tend to do it too. We, we learn it as kids. We, le we learn as kids to throw our weight around and the loudest, the biggest, the ugliest gets to be in charge. <laughs> and that shouldn't be the case. It's not the case with God. You see, God... Is God sovereign? Is he in charge? Does he have control? Could he make everything happen just as he wants? He could. But he lets people make their decisions. They have a choice. He doesn't throw his weight around. He's not a bully. You know, every other God, if you look at the, and study any of the other gods with a little G, they're all big bullies. That's all they are. You think of, you think of Islam... And the way they behave, what does that tell us about their God? He's a bully. Because they just throw their weight around. And uh, God doesn't do that. And he doesn't want us to do it. Uh, <clears throat> and uh, they seek, these people seek to become great at somebody else's expense. Unfortunately, they failed to learn the lesson, these disciples. And even at the Last Supper, the week that Christ was crucified... What did Jesus have to do? <laughs> you can't throw your weight around. 
you need to submit. What was it that he did to show them that they needed to submit? The sup wash their feet. Where, where did that come from? Troy had his no, okay. Was over that direction. Um, <clears throat> yeah, wash their feet. Happy are ye if you do this. Be willing to take the servant's position that even the Son of God did. Not going to wash me, Peter said. That was on another occasion. Oh, if you don't, I don't, you're not going to have any part with me. And that sort of shook Peter up. And so he, he quickly came up with another idea. <laughs> um, we should use authority, if we have authority, to build people up and not like the Pharisees to put them down and to use and abuse them. We are to esteem others more important than ourselves. Philippians chapter 2, you know, people say, and it's probably a good idea, memorise Romans 6, 7 and 8, key to Christian living. I'd say memorise at least the first half of the chapter of Philippians chapter 2. Drill, there's one, drill it into the children. Do you know, and it's, have let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. And they then will become useful to the Lord as Christians, learning the art, the characteristic of submission. By nature, we want to promote ourselves, but the Holy Spirit enables us to submit ourselves. So as we study Paul's words to husbands next week, Lord willing, husbands and wives will remember that he was writing to believers he was nowhere suggesting that women are inferior to men or that all women must be in subjection to all men. Some people think that. That's not right. <laughs> the fact that he uses Christ in the church as an illustration is evidence that he has a Christian home in mind there. But going back to this thought of submission, I'll get you started and see if you can think of some other ones. Let's go to James chapter 4. Verse 6, 7 and 10. James 4, verse 6. <clears throat> but he giveth more grace, wherefore he saith, God resisteth the what? The proud. Those that are exalting themselves. Those that are going to you know, step on everyone to get there. But he giveth grace to the humble. And now verse 7. Submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. What area of submission? Who are we to submit to here? This is priority number one, isn't it? We don't learn to submit to God. In fact, we learn to submit to our parents and that helps us to submit to God and all the way through life. And so parents, you've got a, a hefty responsibility to, to, to teach your children to submit a child out of control, a child that's left to themselves, as it says in the, in the book of Hebrews, will bring his mother to shame. Learn, teach them to submit. Submit to God. What's the benefit of submitting to God in this verse? I, I heard someone... Yes, he will draw nigh... To you, and you'll draw nigh to him. And what was that? You're given grace. Yes, you're given grace. And this is the thing that when you don't realize, you know, submit to what God wants, 
he will give us the grace to get through what we don't like going through and the ability to to exercise whatever we need to in in that in that hour in that in that at that time verse 10 reads of the same chapter humble yourselves in the sight of the lord and he shall lift you up do you want promotion i mean i'm not saying you want promotion <laughs> that's the way to get it no. and if if even if you don't get it you know you're in the right place humble yourselves no that's one area of submission what are some some other areas of submission that you might think of i'll see if i've we've got a verse Worldly authority. Okay, I'll tick these off as we go through. Um, <clears throat> let's go to first uh, Romans. We'll go to Romans chapter 13 for that one. And we're not always submissive to them. <laughs> it's in our attitude. Let every soul, verse 1, Romans 13, let every soul be subject unto the higher powers. For there is no power but of God. The powers that be are ordained of God. In God's providence, they're, they're there. In whatever country they are. Whosoever therefore resisteth the power, resisteth the ordinance of God. And they that resist, in other words, don't submit, shall receive to themselves damnation. Rulers are not a terror to good works. Now it's only in a dictatorial situation where they become a... Um, Become, they can become that, a ruler, their terror to those that do good works and Christian work. Now remember the Lord Jesus lived under a, a fairly authoritative government, didn't he? Under the Roman government and the Jews were submitted to them as another nation under them. And he, he, he said, pay your taxes. He said, submit. And he, these words come to these people that live with the Lord under that same regime there. Um, <clears throat> For the rules are not a terror to good works, but to evil. Wilt thou then not be afraid of the power? Do that which is good. Submit, submit, submit. That's what it's saying. <laughs> and thou shalt have praise of the same. He is the minister of God. He's not even a Christian, but he's a minister of God, often not a Christian, to thee for good. But if thou do that which is evil, be afraid, for he beareth not the sword in vain, for he is the minister of God, a revenger and execute, to execute wrath upon him that doeth evil. Pray to God that our leaders would do that. Let's pray for them. So submission to the authorities. And the other reference key one for that is in First Peter 2, 13 to 15. We won't look at that one. What's another area of submission we need to, to exercise ourselves in? Okay. Okay. Can I keep that one till last? I've got that one down. <laughs> I want to do that one last. <laughs> it, that's found in Hebrews chapter 13. Is there another area of submission? Those we work for. Those we work for. Okay, we'll go to um, Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 5. We mentioned them before. Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 5. Servants. Be obedient to them that are your masters, according to the flesh, with fear and trembling in singleness of your heart, as unto Christ, not with eye service. Not, you know, I'll do it when he's looking. <laughs> I'll obey when he's looking. I'll do what I want when he's not. As men pleases, but as the servants of Christ, doing the will from the heart. I remember really early in 
my working career. I was 17 years old and I was driving a bulldozer down at a quarry working all night and, and the, this fella's up in the big control tower and um, <clears throat> off times I would rush down to the guys on the ground and on the machines, start the machines, get sit on the machine, let's sit on the machine, have it right idling. The bear is coming. <laughs> the big bear is coming. <laughs> and sometimes I didn't get to warn them and the, he, he come, the boss come and he just fired people. Yeah, they could do it in that day. There's no, the union thing wasn't as strong as it is today. He just fired people, left, right and centre. Even if your own bulldozer was there, you weren't working, you weren't ready to go, sitting on a machine if you were doing nothing, even as long as it was going. And, um, <clears throat> but the, the, for, not for fear, not because you might get fired. That's not the reason you do submit to these authorities. With eye service, no. As men pleasers, no. But you're serving the Lord. He's always looking. He's always got his eye on you. You know, you don't know what you might enjoy if you stay awake and alert on. It's pretty hard all night if you've been up all day to stay awake sometimes. But Tony, you'd be... Um, so you'd see a lot of this, wouldn't you? Young people going into work. Well, used, where you used to. <laughs> and um, bosses are looking for what? The right... Yep. Yep. And it, they want to discern that before they employ someone, wouldn't you? <laughs> I don't know. I would. To see if they're submissive, if their right att attitude comes in that. And uh, <clears throat> you can put this person on. And it's a, do they have three months trial or something often with a probation, a probation period? And what's that for? To see how they do. See how they do. And uh, some people are sneaky enough to just really go for it. You know, for those three months. And then after that, well, I've got a permanent job now. I can sit back and he can't fire me. No, not for the Christian. So, yeah, in the workplace. Um, <clears throat> goodwill, doing the service as to the Lord and not to men. Verse 7. What's another area of submission? Children. children. Where's that? Ephesians. Let's ask one of the little ones. Children. Where's a, where's a passage in the Bible that talks about submitting? Ephesians 6. Thank you. <laughs> Children, obey your parents, verse 1, in the Lord, for this is right. This is where it really starts, as I said before, in the home. <clears throat> Children, submit to parents. Um, it brings unity in the home, does it not? And what else is it promises or promise those young ones? It may be well with thee. You don't forget to woodshed a lot. <laughs> that thou mayest what? What does it say there? Live long. Live long. I should ask a few that have reached 100. Did you obey your parents <laughs> when you were, you were young and point them to this verse? <laughs> and that's submission to authority. <laughs> He's not giving you the nod there. <laughs> but that's something that you is in the word of God and we need to obey. Submit. Another area. <clears throat> I'm ticking these off. Yep. The government. Um, we sort of covered that with someone. Yeah, yeah, we were in Rome, uh, Romans 13. School teacher. 
submit to the school teacher. I haven't got a verse on that one, Doug, but <laughs> the, the law is our schoolmaster to bring us unto Christ. <laughs> Where's that in Galatians, I think? Um, the next verse after the text, are you scared to say husband and wives? <laughs> it's there, isn't it, in the text? And that's what we'll deal with in, um, in the next session that we have there. But is that verse 22? Two. Wives, submit, yes, the word submit is used there. And, and that's in the family relationship. And it's definitely needed today with the feminist movement in full swing. And uh, the role that God has given, it's uh, the order that God, God, you know, the Lord Jesus, God the Father, the Lord Jesus, the man, the woman, the children, it's just laid down very clearly in Scripture. And if God the Son and God the Holy Spirit, you're talking about God, is willing to submit to the one above them, shouldn't we? That's the way it works. <laughs> Let, let's see. Well, this is jumping to the, one of the end verses I would have used, but 1 Corinthians 15, because we're running out of time, we'll do it. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, about the middle of the text, verse 28, I think. <clears throat> hmm. Oh, that's Romans. Verse 27, <clears throat> for he that, I'll back up a little bit further. In verse 24, then cometh the end when he shall have delivered up the kingdom of God, even the Father. When he shall have put down all rule and all authority and power, he's brought everything into submission. That's what this whole, this whole thing on wo this world is about. Bringing everything back into submission to God. It's sort of a miracle, it's, mar it's a marvel that God created it, knowing what would happen, but he did. That's his choice. And, and then it's gone off in rebellion right from the start in the garden, well in heaven, and then as we looked at it, then in the garden of Eden. And now he's bringing it back, and he's going to do it. All brought back to where it should be. He must reign till... In verse 25, he put all enemies under his feet. The last enemy that shall be destroyed is death, and we can praise the Lord for that. For he, for he hath put all things under him. This is all about submission. <laughs> under, under. But when he saith all things are put under him, it is manifest that he is accepted who did put all things under him. What is that verse saying? You know, I tell you every time, but what is that verse saying? Verse 27. Who's the person who is accepted from the rule? Who is not going to be under another? God the Father. God the Father. And when all things shall be subdued unto him, then shall the Son also himself be subject unto him. That word subject is right there. Under him that put all things under him. God put all things under him. That's in the book of Hebrews. And he said, Here, son, 
you take care of this world. You bring it all back to where it should be. And that's what he, he uh, Genesis 3.15, right through, right to the end when he brings death into subjection and Satan into subjection. And then when he's got it all in subjection under himself, the son, then he gives it to the father and he submits himself under the father. We're going to see that happen when, when that happens at the end of the millennium. And so it, and we will then know how important submission was down here. And if you don't learn it, you're going to be fighting all the way through. We're going to be skilled in the spirit and drilled in the spirit until he gets it to us. We've got to learn about submission. Um, <clears throat> creation subject, subjection to mankind is the Hebrews 2. Our bodies need to be subject to our spirits and will in 1 Corinthians 9.27 so that we don't ruin our testimony. When we go off, our body goes off on its own, we're in trouble without being directed by our will and spirit. And um, the last one that Brother Ross mentioned earlier that we'll look at is in Hebrews 13 and verse 17. Hebrews 13 and 17. <clears throat> and it's talking about within the church and people don't think the church has authority. But in here, these verses, and you read it through the epistles, obey them that have the rule over you and submit yourselves for they watch for your souls as they that must give an account that they may do it with joy and not with grief for that is unprofitable to you and there's about six others i got written next to this that have to do with that submission to authority uh, <clears throat> the humble submission of christians to church leadership works wonders for christian unity and fellowship but also the opposite is true it is dangerous and can even be deadly not to submit to the authorities within the church. And um, if the church is a, we, you have the, we have the phrase uh, a dictatorial run church. There's a danger at the top that the, the leader is a dictator. God will deal with them. You just submit. Let God take care of the leader as you pray for them. If you, if you sense that they are dictatorial. Those who try to take over cause great problems and they're not submitting. They cause divisions and dissensions. And I thought, I wonder where you find an example of that. The Corinthian church. And it's right through the book of Corinthians. And Paul was just... Sort of, he used all his wisdom and biblical understanding he drew from the Old Testament to show the people that what they were doing was wrong. And he used not tri almost trickery, but he, he got them, as it were, argued them into a corner. He got them by guile and um, taught them that they need to submit. And maybe we need to just turn there for, to 1 Corinthians 16.
I have seen God do things in leadership of churches to the leadership of churches. That means people because they were wielding the big stick. And you've got to, the leaders got to be careful to submit to the Lord and his will, not to their will. But I've also seen members in churches who weren't submissive and want to take the authority and what happens to them? Want to grab hold of it and just do it. And it's, I say it's not pleasant. 1 Corinthians 16 and verse 15, I'm going to. Um, I beseech you, brethren, know the house of Stephanus, that is, is the first fruits of Achaia, that they have addicted themselves, this is the leadership, to the ministry of the saints. They were in leadership and they, they'd given themselves over. This is not the wrong sort, this is the right sort. <laughs> and that word, they're addicted. We could talk about drug addicts. These people are addicted to ministry and of the saints. That ye submit yourselves to such and to everyone that helpeth with us in, and laboreth. In other words, others in the leadership. And so there is another reference as one of the many that we refer to there. But if you went through 1 Corinthians chapter 1, chapter 3, chapter 4, and it talks about the pride of the Corinthians, the divisions amongst the Corinthians, all saying, well, this should be the way, style of leadership, this should be the other style of leadership. Apollos, Christ, was it? Who was the other fellow? I'm a Paul, I'm of Apollos, yeah. And, um, and they say, you know, this is what, and there's division there. They were doing immoral things and they thought they were okay. It is a really mixed up church, but Paul dealt with it. And you, God knew that throughout church ages, there would be this sort of thing come up in churches. So he had the Corinthian churches as an example and got Paul to write about it there. But they were puffed up. And I looked that word up. <laughs> How many times it's used? You know, it's only used in Corinthians. Puffed up. When we say someone's puffed up, what do we say? They are full of pride. Go home and look at the Corinthians and how they were puffed up about certain things. They weren't submissive. They were, hmm, we got it right. No one's going to tell us. And even the apostle, who's he to tell us? Well, he's only the one that we heard the gospel through. <laughs> but they were still puffed up. Have a look at it. 